As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gilchrist-Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to oh, Dunk. Oh, God. <laughs> I felt like it was about to go. Yeah. Your, your voice was about to go, but you kept it. Yeah, that's you did true. a good job. Uh, we're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. <clears throat> With me, as always on Fridays, is Taylor. I think we're alone now. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. I think we're alone now. The beating of our hearts. It's Lamper. And Jay. It's Jay. All I can think about that song is the Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. What's his version? You know what I think is? I'm a clone now. I think I'm a clone now. That's right. I think I'm a clone now. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's a genius. Genius. Oh, man. Genius. Andrew's a big fan. Huge fan. Huge. Did you see the Weird Al movie? No. Uh, UHF? Is that what it's called? <laughs> oh, it was the one that he made. It's like the old the Weird Al movie. Oh. It was fantastic. Another one where Harry Potter plays him. Ooh. I haven't seen that one. I heard it's very good. I wish it was actually Harry Potter playing Weird Al yeah. in Hogwarts. Whoa. Doing Weird Al stuff? Just doing Weird Al stuff yeah. in Hogwarts. Okay, so Kenrich Williams got hurt. Mm. And it wasn't apparent that it was going to be that bad. It just thought it was going to be a wrist injury, wrist sprain, no big deal. And then we get this little note from the Thunder yesterday that he has a... A ligament rupture in his left wrist. You weren't going to try to... Yeah, say I don't what know it, that word. I've tried to say it yesterday, and it didn't quite work out for me. Have you seen that word before? No. They yeah. made it up. Thunder just making up injuries what it again. Is. Welcome back to the wow. tank. Making up surgeries for their players. Making up surgeries. He'll miss the rest of the season. It's a big... It's a huge deal. It's a yeah. huge deal. The heart and soul of this team. The key to like their best lineup. Yep. With him at center. 
And then trying to replace that lineup with anybody else, it's like, well, it's not quite as good, not quite as sharp. Yeah. So the only one I feel like I trust playing that position is J. Will. You're a big J. Will guy. Big J. Will guy. Wow. I loved JRE. Yeah, you did. But that ankle injury somehow ruined his entire career, it feels like. Yeah, it's over for him. Ruined his hands. <laughs> like, I'm like, he can't. I, has he made a shot since he came back? Do you have any confidence in him when he shoots that corner three? No, I used to. I told on this podcast early in the season, I said that I have more confidence in him shooting. This is pre Isaiah Joe, like as far as his breakout, but I had more confidence in him making the three pointer than anybody else on the team. We were in a really dark place. Yeah, no, that was pretty He was crazy. still shooting. He was close to 40% from the three-point line. Still feels like we were in a pretty dark yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah. depending on Jeremiah Robinson Earl to be your guy, but I don't know. I still like the idea of him, but it's he he shoots those corner threes, and they're like three or four in these last three games where I'm like, dude, that would have been a huge shot. Brick. <laughs> yeah, he's 7 of 30 from three. No, no, no. Seven or thirty from the field, two of eighteen from three. Yeah, oh, that feels that passes. I was like, the he's made table. seven threes. Like, I don't I don't think that's right. He's made seven shots. Seven out of thirty <laughs> shots total. Not great. He's come back. Two of eighteen from three. That feels right. I I just I'm counting it as a miss every time he shoots in the corner, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not great. Yeah, they the the Thunder are in the middle of this little skid coming out of the all-star break, which obviously coincides with the fact that Shea is not playing. He played against the Jazz in the game they should have, could have won, but then they've just... And the other thing about this, it's hard is... I don't know if you guys feel this as well, but it's really hard when the Kings are on the schedule to not assume that it's a winnable game. Yeah. They're really good. They're good. They, they should have won the second one. Like, they, they could have won it without Shea, but if they had Shea, they're going to win that game. Although, you know, yeah. the Kings say they didn't have Darren Fox as well. But that first game, you just watch the Kings' ability to score and also just the glaring weakness of not having a big that really is good for the Thunder. <laughs> I thought you are a big J-Will guy. I am, but he's not. He's not. He's going to bring some. He's definitely a utility player or a bench guy yeah. at his best. If you depend on him to do much, but... Anyway, I, I watched those three games, but the Lakers one was disheartening, you know. But it's the good part is I'm I'm watching fans, and and I kind of I, I agree with you and Alex from Wednesday is the Thunder aren't going to intentionally the way they've done in the past few years, they're not going to intentionally throttle down. I think that there's a a lot of value in allowing Shea when he's back to play out the rest of the season. Now, when that happens, I don't know. I'm hoping next week because I'm going to the Warriors game on Tuesday. I don't want to be a slaughter. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when he does come back, allowing him to play out the rest of the season, the issue is is even even with Shea back, the loss of Kenrich and the way that you're seeing a lot of these guys that were playing really well in that hot streak pre-All-Star break uh, just aren't bringing the same. Now, I think that's probably directly related to Shea not being on the floor. Like, yeah, it makes a ton of sense that your best player is going to make everybody else better. Yeah, everybody's responsibilities change. But the loss of Kenrich is huge. Yeah. Now, the good thing is, is they did sign Jared Butler. They did. It's great. Who's it's an great Andrew thing. Schlecht all-star. That's right. Wow. What oh. draft was that? It was two years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. What happened to him? He had, like, a heart issue. Okay. He was. When you say he had a heart issue, 
Yeah. In what way do you mean that? I mean, it's a broken heart. He had to get his heart right before. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool. Cool. All right. Good. I feel better. All right. Yeah. That's kind of what I was. Wondering. I don't really know what what has changed though, like physically for him, but he's on the team now. Great. Yeah. Part of that Baylor team that won the championship with Davian Mitchell and yeah, he was like the most outstanding player yep. of the tournament or whatever. Yeah, it's a great player. Great two way get. That, uh, if you're Trey Mann, you better be shaking in your boots. Well, that is the kind of player that the Thunder do really well with because yeah. it's a type of player that has been uh, maybe feels like I haven't got a real shot on a team and the Thunder are going to give them a real He'll shot. He'll get a shot. He, yeah. and, and he has a shot. He can and, really shoot. Uh, well. well, it's so I know they're not the same player, obviously, but it is in a similar kind of Jimmy Butler. It's a similar, yeah. That, so I was Is that thinking, where you're yeah, going? Their names are close. Uh, yeah. No, I was thinking, like, if you remember Kenrich Williams, like this guy that we love. Yeah. Similar thing. Off the scrap heap, throw in with the Steven Adams trade, with the Pelicans, like all yeah. of those different things. You it's, never know. The Thunder always have this ability to, to give. And they also have guys that flame out. That's inevitable as well. But, yeah, I don't know. I know Jared Butler comes with a, at least a pedigree from college, you know, to where he could be pretty successful in the right environment. But... Yeah, we'll I mean, he, he would play, like, the same role that Trey would, where he's, like, a small guard coming off the bench, kind of a combo guard that can really shoot it, that can go get his own bucket. Man, he's they need that right passer. now. With pretty Shea out, passer. they need that for sure. Yeah, I don't know when or how much he'll play. I'm assuming 35, um, 38 minutes tonight. I would Jay love has to see him play. Just insane expectations. Let's go, Jared. Starting. This two-way deal guy. He's going to be starting, and he's going to save man. the team Here's until the Shea comes back. Here's the deal. Somebody's got to get it. Somebody's got to get it. Isaiah only, Joe's getting it. The only person that's stepping up right Joe is Joe is great. Joe is an off-ball guy. He's, he's shown a little bit more. J-Dub's the guy that's trying. Oh, yeah, for sure. Giddy has been off and on and off and on and chooses to play defense. I don't know. It's been a really, in my mind, and I know it's a super small sample size, and I'm not making this indicative of his entire career, so don't hear that, although you're going to hear that. I'm hearing it. Giddy's been disappointing in this stretch. Uh, oh, can't wow. hear anything else. So, wow. I'm pretty much out. I think they should trade him right now. <laughs> <laughs> J-Dub, during this st- five-game stretch, 19 points. 41% from three, 53% from the field, 4.6 boards, five assists, 1.8 steals per game. Do the same thing for Giddy. You know what? That's mean, Jay. <laughs> I'm tired. Jay cares I'm, more about. We could about have had like a really rousing conversation about Jalen Williams and how good he's been, but Jay's like, let me turn this on Giddy. Just let me turn it on Giddy. Let me back up he's what had, I just okay, said. So. A stretch where we say he's not played well. Almost 15 points, seven boards, six assists. Oh, leaving out the percentages, huh? This guy. You know what? I don't need to pile on the guy. For what reason do I have to pile on the guy? What's he shooting from the three-point line? You know what, Jay? Shut up. One of 12. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) He's shooting 18%. Andrew. not great. Gun to your head. Yeah, gun <laughs> to your head. Gun away from my head. Gun to your head. Gun to your head. J.R.E. Giddy from the three-point line. Oh, that just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I'm a dead man. It's, it's funny because all of this totally. <laughs> kill me. <laughs> just all, do it already. Do it already. All of this is totally just expectations. You know, like yeah. for me is I just, I have such a high 
high value of Giddy overall that I'm like, man, I really in this, and we've seen it in the past where for when Shea was out, Giddy stepped up in this, yeah, you know, really shocking way last season, and so yeah. that's the hope, and and part of that is just the whole team feels out of whack. Uh, in those games defensively. But part of that, like like I said, I didn't know that the Kings were this elite offense because I don't pay attention to the Kings until They're they play. literally the highest offensive rating in the history of the NBA. Yeah, so it's like, well, that makes sense that they're struggling. It, although, you know, looking at what you're listening to what you all said on Wednesday, they actually played them relatively well. They played well, well. yeah. Yeah, they, they got there. They they almost won a couple of those games. I know, I know. It's, it's I hard know. to get that, like... That Kings thing in oh, your head, though. The stain. You know what I mean? The, the stain, out. Yeah, the stain exactly. of the Kings, man, is just yeah. permanent. Yeah. Uh, something to keep in mind with Josh is he's the youngest player in the rotation right now. Also, that's insane. Can we just acknowledge, like, this in my mind? I think this is why I've been so frustrated this week. Okay. This would be prime mm-hmm. Poku time. Mm. And. I still have faith that he'll be back, but maybe in like a couple of weeks. This is prime. This would be prime. Let's get weird. I know it would be actually really fun. Also, we have not seen. Really oh fun. my gosh, we have not seen Poku. Do you see the smile come across my face, just waiting for Poku's return? Wow. Mm. Yeah. Let out a little fart too. Yeah. <laughs> we I, also I, I haven't seen. Poku. We haven't seen Poku play with this version of J Dub too. The last time that they were on the floor together, yeah, J Dub was still he was still good. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he wasn't like this. Still, I mean, every month J Dub's been so much better. But yeah. the question, Tayshawn, mm-hmm. was Poku holding J Dub back? Oh. So we're all been keeping inside, holding yeah. it in. Jay's just gonna we, let it out. We've been talking about how. It's so important that Giddy and Shea figure out how to play together. But I think we've really buried the most important question is whether or not JW and Poku can play together. JW and Poku, the future. And J Will. Yeah. Can those three be on the court at the same time? J Will can play anywhere with anyone. You are, wow. Mainly because he's just, he doesn't. He's just a believer. He just doesn't, he does you don't, he just will fit into whatever play. Poku is like a, like a, this gravitational force yeah. to where mm. if you're on the court with them, you have to take a backseat. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. That's All true. Right, well, that may be a lot. But, I don't disagree. But yeah. I just am like imagining like the amount of moments that Poku could have had in these last four games. Mm-hmm. Like good, good and bad. Oh, yeah. It's the whole whole spectrum. When you say moments, you just mean moment a poku highlight reel is not the same kind of highlight reel that other players have no 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 no. it's glorious yeah it's better it has variety (laughs) variety it's gonna have some shacked and a fool yeah it's got everything yeah some people prefer to watch anthony edwards highlight reels i prefer alexei (laughs) pokushevsky Oh, but I know it's funny. It's like at this point, you do just need anybody that could maybe come in and make a shot. It feels like sometimes like just one extra person. Somebody get buckets. Just somebody. Jared Butler. Hey, uh, I wanted to run through, just to lean into this just terrible, terrible stretch of Thunder basketball and talk about what we think are the top five most bad luck moments in Thunder history. Okay. So I saw this on the document last night as we were getting ready for the morning's podcast. Yeah. I was just like, why? Why? Just lean into it, Jay. Just lean into it. Because I do, like, this is... It's kind of hilarious bad luck 
and it's it's funny because I think it puts Thunder fans in like a really weird spot because like we've been driving the tank train this whole way. And then we hit this like five game skid. Shea gets COVID, and then this happens to Kenrich's wrist. And everybody else outside of the Thunder Bubble are like, "Well, here's the tank," and yeah. we're all in inside the bubble. Like, it's actually, no, this is just a terrible week of luck for the Thunder. It's also for our podcast specifically. Yeah, last year. Yeah, everyone's saying they're not tanking, guys. They're trying. We're like, no, they're tanking. They're actually tanking. Yes. They're actually tanking. And now, and now they're like, they're tanking. They're sitting shit. And we're like, no, they're it, not. It does feel. <laughs> it does feel incredibly strange to like hear you on Wednesday, Andrew. Just like, <laughs> hey, they're not. This is not the tank. And we're like, dude, you've been choo choo in that train for. Dude. And I was be- because they because it were was true because yeah. that's what was happening. And now, fair, 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 fair. And now it's like, no, we. They want to win games, but <laughs> Shea got COVID. Kenrich ruptured a tendon that I don't even know how to pronounce. And they've honestly like been pretty unlucky to like that Lakers game. They just shot the ball so poorly. Where if they just had like average nights from a couple of their guys, they win the game. Yeah, even Joe shot bad. Yeah. I cared enough about that game to think the officiating was terrible and that the refs gave the Lakers. That hey, game. The, the also true. I was gonna say the last five minutes was pretty. Like, what is going on? Yeah, Mark said as much after the game. Well, that one where Austin Reeves had the ball and it was. I mean, it was a close game. Isaiah Joe played great defense on him, and Reeves kind of took the. I, not quite a flop, but he at yeah, least yeah. took the contact and over-exaggerated it, which I guess technically is a flop. And the ball came out, and Joe went and got it. Like, that one was such a pivotal play. And I know yeah. it's one play out of a, you know, how many, 100 or whatever. But still, but like, that that one did a huge feel, moment. Like pretty meaningful. And it, that ref that's, like, a giant was the one who called that. Mm-hmm. Whatever his, he's like 6'10". Yeah. Because I'd say Joe looked at him, and I was like, okay, I'll just, I'm not a not talking. It's a, I'll just walk away. But... <laughs> Yeah, that one was a huge one. And there was a few different ones. I think I even think and they went and reviewed it, but the one that Dort had on Dennis Schroeder at the probably around the same time where it felt like Dort was straight up. I know he initiated the contact, but I'm like, come on. You don't call They're that. They're just calling it every time. The time. Every every play down the floor for the Lakers at the end of the game, they were going to the line. Yeah. They went to the line. They yeah. just went in was, aggressively, out of control, whistle. It was so annoying. Yeah, it was really annoying. Uh, did you go to that one? I did not. You going tonight? I'll go tonight. Yeah. Tonight? No. Yeah, I'll be there. Will you be there? I'll be somewhere. I'll be at home probably <laughs> tonight. I won't be there. So. I don't think I'll be there with yeah. you. So, and it's hard because also with the safety protocols that Shay is in, like we don't know. There's no definitive timeline. He could, yeah. I mean, he could test negative today and play tonight. Yep. He could play Sunday. He couldn't. Maybe. He, Misses a full ten days before, oh. like we just don't know. Yeah, don't you love a negative test? Not n- one of the better feelings that you can feel. Yeah, the in the last three years is a negative test. You know, if you want to feel something, yeah, take a COVID test and just like <laughs> Dude, look that's and so just true. and just look at it. That's the longest also, ten minutes of also, your life. It's also a little dangerous though because if you test positive unknowingly, you're like, oh no. Yeah, there's a part of you that's yeah. like. If I have it, I don't want to know. I have right. It. I know. That's what I'm saying. Which if you is want, so wildly which is dangerous, really selfish. <laughs> that, I think everyone's doing that. That's though. what I'm saying. If you want to feel something, it's just allergies. 
Just take the COVID test. That's so true, dude. It's almost where, or give your kid a COVID test because that's worse. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because then if they have it. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's the, over. It's over like, for you. Some people, yeah. I had Everybody's people getting it. I had people in my mentions, and I don't even know that I need to address this, but people are like, well, if he's not symptomatic, then he shouldn't. This is an NBA like, yeah, sanctioned like, yeah. thing. Yeah. It's not some cultural uh, <laughs> belief, whatever, yeah. about what COVID is. Yeah, or this is. is it's this just is, rules. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, okay, number one bad luck moment has to be the Russell, Tyson West, Chan- Russell Westbrook moment. Okay. Yes, yeah. that's number one. The Pat Bev. So because we're it, counting up to five. We're going to start starting with the We're just going to throw them all out, and then we're going to figure we're out. We're going to rip the Band-Aid off. Okay. Plagues of Egypt season. That was like, <laughs> we can we can like put that all into one, because it was, Yeah. remember how ridiculous that was? Yeah. And they still almost made the playoffs? I, yeah, they were... Basically, like basically yeah. like one shot, just like that Anthony Davis, like yep. half court, yep. whatever, just garbage that he made. It was um, the difference. It was against the Spurs, wasn't it? The Pelicans were playing the Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. Yeah. Well, in I'm talking about earlier in that season. Oh. I just remember that game because Kevin and Russ were in that game, oh, and they yeah, played. Yeah. And Anthony Davis just like Hit won that the turnaround, game. just like three pointer, so banked it lucky. in. Yeah, so stupid. Anyways. That, oh, yeah. was, there was a, I'm a, not saying that's two, but that's up there. I think the Tyson Chandler one has that, to be up there. Yeah, I, it's, I know it's, it's, it's part luck, of it. Is it part not? of it's like I just don't know if that's luck or like just like I wish they would have gotten a second opinion from another physician. Yeah, but fleecing <laughs> the trade. Oh, can you? They sent out guys that don't even like we don't even remember. I think it was like Chris Wilcox, Joe Smith, and a some sort of pick. Yeah. For a defensive player of the year that became a defensive player of the year like two years later, and you keep Jeff Green, and you probably still trade Jeff Green, but you get something else. Yeah, like Clay Thompson probably or something. That's I mean, yeah, I mean, just straight up. Sure. Yeah, Dallas. that one is a big one, and just because even if he missed one season, I don't know. That one's a hard one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that any of the brutal. CBA stuff, bad luck. That's I what mean, I was just thinking about because it's like yes, with the time that. A lot of it's timing. So, like, the timing of, like, the Rose rule. Like, they just changed Kevin's contract overnight without yeah. telling the Thunder that this was going to happen. And it altered their books, like, in the future. And it's like, oh, now we can't do all the things we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that was bad luck. The cap spike in 2016 yeah. was horrific That was luck. the most dramatic. That might be number yeah. one. Yeah. Because Kate doesn't leave it. Katie doesn't leave. If the cap spike doesn't happen that year, or they saw, yeah, they soften it. They or really they, know. yeah, then, I mean, that was horrific luck. Because then, not every team is on the table for Kevin, and it's like three teams, and he's like, yeah, I'll just go back to the Thunder. Yeah. Like that's really bad luck. Uh, not to mention if the Warriors, if the Warriors just win that series, that they're up three one against the Cavs. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. true. Uh, Serge Ibaka's injury in the playoffs. Yeah. Was it pretty bad luck? Like the well. one 14? Yeah, four, like yeah. right before they played the Spurs, he got hurt. Yeah. Yep. Uh during that Clippers series. That was very bad luck. I don't think this is luck or bad luck and it feels completely insensitive to even mention it and I'm debating it as I stall. Say it. I think a misfortunate thing at least as a Thunder fan in recent memory uh was the way the season in 2020 ended. Oh, I think that's absolutely bad luck. Like, it was a fun... Like, that was a fun team. They were playing really, really well. Dude, they were rolling. Yeah. 
and before everything. before everything went down because yep. I mean, that game against the Jazz was going to be a big one because I Huge. think if they beat them, they were going to pass them yeah, in the standings mm. and then freaking Gobert had to start COVID. I can't Can believe, believe he ori- it originated. There's no lab league guys. <laughs> it was all Rudy Gobert Gobert Gobert. Just like thinking back on that though, isn't it just? funny that it was him like of all the nba players it had to be a player like him that's like most like obviously beloved by the jazz but like unlikable to almost every other fan base and it will also never not be insane to me that history books will be written where an oklahoma city thunder game is the moment the pandemic became real yeah. for at least our country. Oh, my gosh. It's funny. You even listen to – I listen to, like, these music podcasts, and they talk about <clears throat> touring and whatever. So many of them are like, oh, yeah, I thought I was going to go on this tour in 2020. And then when the NBA shut down, everyone was just like, okay, well – Yeah, that, I mean, it really like, was the, the moment yeah, where, the like, the NBA United's... shutting down was, like, the signal to everyone. Yep. Like, okay. The U.S. was like, yeah. oh, boy. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. we – I remember vividly the next day getting together at church and saying, we're not going to do service on Sunday. Yeah. Like, that was it. The Wednesday night into Thursday morning was the total game changer. Anyway, not to rehash that. We're almost at three years, though. I had literally started my job with The Athletic two days before that. Oh, I remember That's good luck. That was a stroke of very good luck for <laughs> yeah, me. That's very good luck. Because if I was supposed to start the next week, they would have just been like, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. About that job. We're going to hold off. We're going to hold off. But Okay. Yeah. This um, is crazy. Uh, but I, I think that about covers, like the, the biggest moments of bad luck, and kind of the point of bringing it up is like, this is what, this is like the NBA. Like every team could do this. Every team could go through and say, like, here are these bad luck moments. And, like, the Kenrich one obviously doesn't even, like, scratch the surface of, like, the consequences of any of this stuff. But this is why you want a GM that has, like, a long-term vision because you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, if you, like some people are like, well, they should have just, like, wrote out that Chris Paul team. Like, if you did that and then you had bad luck moving forward, like, Gallo, like, is out. Like, just doesn't play. It was actually good luck that he was able to play a full season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. You just don't know. And, like, this is why you want to have, like, a longer-term vision for everything. I mean, people wanted the Thunder to upgrade at the trade deadline. Like, they upgraded the trade deadline, and then Kenrich goes out, and they hit this five-game skid and shit. Yeah. Then, like, what did we just do? So, like, I just... That's a good word. I think it's good to have this longer-term vision and, like, and to have a GM that's is not affected by all the outside noise because bad luck will yeah. happen. Like every single team deals with it. It's just a part of being an NBA team. And the Thunder have had their fair share of bad luck and tremendous luck. Yeah. You know, in the lottery, they've had tremendous luck. What team has had the most um good luck or when they have bad luck, it it's not that big of a deal because I think it's probably Golden State Warriors. Yeah, yeah they were fortunate in a few things like the you'll look back at that dynasty and remember that Steph Curry's glass ankles in his first 3 years allowed them to sign him to a less than max. Yeah, that was that was bad luck and it to be great luck. Right. right. 
Yeah. And that gave them the flexibility to sign. Now they have ownership now who will spend whatever it takes to keep a team together. And, and all of that makes a ton of sense, but yeah. they are, they are the perfect combination of good leadership and fortune. Yeah. Uh, the, well, and, the and talent, like we don't want to take that well, away. They were like question. the best. Team. Well, and I would no, 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 no. I think that's part of the leadership conversation. Like yeah. you have, yeah. you drafted really well. You had the right guys for the right time to play in the right way, and and all of that worked out perfectly. But at the same time, is like that leadership also makes it to where the KD, D'Angelo Russell. Wiggins, even before like KD all of got that there. stuff worked out for them because of the leadership and the you know well like, the owners were willing to pay out the wazoo yeah owners well. are willing to pay even before KD got there almost every one of their series they were going up against a team that was injured yeah or got injured in that series not sure it would have mattered those were some of the best teams I've ever seen they were amazing yeah they were yeah. Amazing. like I, everybody talks about well the Rockets almost like the Rockets weren't going to win that series like I don't care if they God, missed twenty seven straight. Did. I, they were not going to win that series. The yeah. Warriors were not going to allow them to win that series. Yeah. And if you remember, that's, that's why I can't like put Game Six and like bad luck. It's like I don't know. Like Clay was just un- scorched earth, unbelievable. and he just loves to do that in the Paycom Center. Yeah, he does. And I think that you can look all through. I mean, you're right. I think it's important for us to remember that, and it, it's also important for us to keep that kind of in our mind as we move forward as a franchise. Yeah, without a doubt. Like there will be seasons where we will be the benefit of bad luck for other teams. Yeah. And we'll have good luck, you know, to yeah. where it's who knows what happens. We've already the Chet thing was a good luck moment. Yeah. And we also just don't know how this particular bad luck will turn out. It's like the uh you heard the the Chinese farmer tale about how like all these bad things are happening and like people come into him and say like, oh man, that's terrible that they whatever happened. He's like, you know what? I don't know if it's what's gonna be what's gonna happen. Yeah, is the result you know, going to be bad or good? We don't like, know. We don't know. Like this looks like bad luck, but oh. if it puts you in a place where you have the sixth best odds, ho, sixth best odds in the in the league, the sixth best uh, odds, and you jump. Yeah, yeah. What if they end up at seven and they jump to two? And if they wouldn't have had this stretch, they ended at nine. That would be extraordinary. <laughs> you just don't know. So, like, all that to say, like, this bad luck could just end up being bad, and you're like, "This sucks." They missed it, and they get the ninth pick, why, and it's like, why, "All right, why? what are we? What are we doing?" Or why? we we just don't know. A team every single year in the draft lottery since they reformed it has jumped up into the top four every single year. So think about it from last year, like the Sacramento Kings jumped up and got down they got keegan murray who's been a huge part of this he's been great new form of and the right the right pick for them the right pick oh my gosh the right timing and all of that and i think they were they had the eighth or ninth best odds last year going into the draft yeah and they ended up getting the fourth yeah and i mean that would have made a pretty big difference like if they're picking ninth I think they would have picked, I think they would have been seventh, which is like, instead of Keegan Murray, it's like you're picking between like Shaden Sharp, Dyson Daniels, Jeremy Sohan, Johnny Davis. Like that, those are the guys in that range. It's like those guys don't make a difference to any roster. But especially not the difference that Keegan Murray, Murray is making. He's been, he's been phenomenal. He was yeah. great. It's <laughs> awesome. Know, he, he's such a good shooter. Oh also a twin. Didn't know that until Wednesday. What? And twins. Wow. Identical? Yeah. yeah. You didn't listen to the podcast. Man. Wow. His brother's going to be in the draft in this next year. Wait a second. Chris. 
Was he not as good? Uh, no. Huh. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's like a Morris twin situation. Yeah. Or like Markeith, definitely not as good. That's really where you start to see, uh, you know, nature over nurture. Or no, no, nurture over nature take place. When it's like this, you're identical twins. Yeah, that's Your like nature only, is yeah, like the same. Yeah. But it's maybe you had two different... Maybe one day went a little different for Markeith than, than Marcus. And that one day set them on their own paths. Yeah. And that's what changes them just a little bit. Isn't they, that interesting? Isn't life funny? Isn't it? <laughs> you can have good luck. You can have bad luck. You, you think something's good luck, it's bad luck. You think something's bad luck, it's good luck. You just don't know. You never know. Uh, speaking of good luck. Extraordinary. Speaking of good luck. The Thunder signed Jared Butler to a two-way contract. Uh, I don't did know. we not talk about that? We yet? did, but was Andrew just wants to talk about it. Again I just want to talk about it more because he loved Jared Butler. What did you guys think when they when they? I didn't they know did, that happened until later on in the day. Like I don't know why my notification didn't come through. What did you think when you heard? I, the same thing I'm telling you right now is I was like, oh, Andrew loved Jared Butler. Yeah, I love Jared Butler. <laughs> I, was very I don't know what that means. It probably means nothing, to be honest. But you know what? You think it means that it could mean everything. It could mean everything, or nothing. He's a two-way. He's a two-way <laughs> player. <laughs> but he's played well in the G League. Uh, what do you okay. think about Dario Saric? I think uh, we actually have a Twitter question about this. I think he's. Yeah, we can, we can go the there. We can go there. The first one was Milov Thandamo, who said, "We why wouldn't we keep Saric long term? He seems like the kind of big we want. He can make a decision with the ball." Yeah, I mean he. Can make a decision. He can handle a little bit. He's shooting relatively well. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I think they'll have that discussion in the summer with him. He's not going to be expensive. I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't keep him, especially just to have another big that's more reliable yeah. than the guys that they have now. I don't know. I mean, I think he can play with Chet, too. The problem is like his mobility is like shot. Like he's, yeah, he's so much knee problems. Yeah. yeah. So I think Mark really likes him. You can tell just the way he talks about him post game. I was listening on the radio the other the other night. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, Dario. Just everyone likes playing with him because he he's so easy to play with. Yeah. And he just makes everything so easy on the basketball court. Yeah. And he's, that's like kind. Of, you can tell the way Mark talks about a player like." Oh, yeah, that guy's fine. He's really good. He's going to have a chance, especially with Kenrich being out for the next 20. Like, he's going to get a lot of minutes. Yeah, he'll play a lot. He'll play a lot. And so, that I mean, it is kind of a tryout for him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I would think that he won't come back, but I don't know. We'll see. Depends on how many roster spots they have this summer. I mean, if Jared Butler kills it the rest of the season, they might want to convert him and use one of their spots for him. I don't know. There's too much. There's too much that I just don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of I don't. Who knows today? Which is the which is true, but not good for a podcast. You know, I yeah. think we need to be more opinionated. Like, what do they do in the draft? If they take a big in the draft, are they really going to keep Dario Saric? Uh, yeah, but there's not really any bigs outside of Jairus Walker in the top ten. What if they take Jairus Walker? Victor Wimbenyama. <laughs> Wimby. Wimby changes everything. There's no bigs except Jared. No, no, no. Uh, that are real. Like, I know, I know. Because Jairus Walker, I think, is going, in most mocks that I've seen, he's top five. And without a little bit of a jump, I don't think the Thunder get there. I'm thinking between six and 
12. You've yeah. got mostly wings and guards. Yeah, Cam Whitmore is a kind of a He's playing three, better. Four. He's still not a Thunder guy in your opinion, but he is playing better. He just doesn't know how to pass. Like, well, why would you when you play with that garbage Villanova team? <laughs> they, nice. do, they do stink. But <laughs> They lost Jay Wright, man. He oh, reti- I was going to say, screw Jay Wright. Yeah. He retired. <laughs> oh, didn't even know And the team gone. immediately went south. Oh, come on. Coaching matters, man. I don't actually. College. I, I couldn't tell you who the top five in the college basketball ranks are. I know Alabama's good. I know nothing else. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I don't really follow it except for just the draft. Kansas, Kansas, Baylor. Yeah. Kansas, Kansas, Baylor. <laughs> yeah, the Big 12 has like, of the 10 teams in the Big 12, nine of them are ranked or something like that, or eight. It's yeah, not OU see. or OSU. <laughs> They're terrible. Houston, number one. Alabama, two. Kansas, UCLA, Purdue. That's the top five. Wow. Name me one Purdue Boilermaker. No. Name one Kansas Jayhawk. Gravy dips. Wow. Uh, oh, Zach Eady is on Purdue. He's that 7-4 guy. Cool. Uh, okay. Dick a Jayhawk. <laughs> That's our college basketball moment. That is as much <laughs> as we know about college basketball. Dick a Jayhawk. Hey, I'm Tejon. This is my victory dictory. Hit Luke's music. The Twitter questions one? No. Oh. So, I'm springing something up on y'all. I had, since Luke is not here to give advice, Uh I had Luke send me something that he needs advice on. Oh. So, we're going to give him advice today while he's gone. Okay. Okay. Here it is. My friend keep bugging me to do something I don't want to do. How do I tell him in the nicest way possible to please stop bothering me and buzz off? Which is interesting. So this comes after me texting him being like, hey, send me advice. Send me advice. I want to do this. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this is about. I think it's about this. Hmm. Hey, so here's here's what is the right thing to do that we as a people and me specifically don't do very well the kind thing to do is to be forward Mm -hmm. and blunt about it yeah the kind thing to do is to not do what we always do we're like well let me think about it oh Mm -hmm. i'll get back to you yeah Mm -hmm. you know in the church world it's like well let me pray about it i'm gonna pray about this yeah Yeah. the the kind thing to do is to say what you want to do or don't want to do Mm -hmm. yeah I'm not going to do that. And it feels blunt, and people don't handle it well, but it ultimately is one of the things where wouldn't you rather know immediately than be drug along for a few weeks or a few days than be told no. Totally. And I think in our, especially here, like I'm talking about Oklahoma. Like there's a way that we speak to each other, and there's a way that like we're not used to speaking to each other. So when someone is direct like that it shocks us yeah it's like, it's like whoa okay and then it's like oh that, oh, that guy's felt, a jerk ooh, that felt why because good. He, he actually just told you how he felt yeah yeah exactly like what he's actually thinking yeah 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 that's what you should do oh man just be direct yeah so we're expecting mm. that text to fly in at any point hmm. to taylor no i'm not gonna do this 
I can't believe this was about me. I was going to go a different direction. I was going to say, just do the thing that your friend asks you to do and and sacrifice yourself and your ego and, and whatever. And just, you know, if someone asks you to do something, just do it. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Feels- even if you hate it and you really don't want to do it, just do it. Even if it's immoral, challenges yeah. your integrity, just, just, just do, do it. it. Nike. Just do it because I asked you to do it. How about that? Yeah, it's always somebody asks you like, hey, can you do me a favor? It's like, well, very much depends on what the favor is. Yeah, a huge favor. My wife will, it'll be like, can you do me a favor? Hey, can you do me a huge favor? Or hey, I really need something. (laughs) There's like those three things. So I can kind of gauge what the thing is going to be based on how she's. And my favorite thing about that, and I do this as well, it's not just one way with anybody, but it's like when you ask somebody that it's, impossible for them to say no mm-hmm. yeah like is, if you say no you're like oh okay well i guess you hate me or, if you yeah if you start it with like hey can you do me a favor yeah it's like just say all i'd prefer you to do is say hey will you grab this will yeah. you do this instead of be like hey can you do me a favor it's like will you stop on the way home and grab this yeah so that our children can eat mm-hmm. they're like right. uh, no no i'm not gonna do that sorry no it's so hard to live that way just gotta be just gotta be more forward. We're not forward as a society. I know. That's true. But, I mean some people are, but not in Oklahoma for yeah, sure. Yeah, not here. That's that's for sure. Yeah, we're not good at it. Josh Whoops, wrong one. <laughs> Josh Kitty. Alright, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna do some Twitter questions. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we're back after that quick break, and it's time for some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. You've got questions, and you ask them on Twitter. (laughs) Now we answer them for you. Our first Twitter question comes from Brighton Schmidt. How important is it for Shay to get all NBA this year? If it's important to Shay, it's very important. I think it's important to Shay, I would guess. Okay, well then, it's important. Yeah. You want to keep him happy. You know, you want to keep him feeling like he's growing here and achieving things here. Because mm-hmm. everything's good right now, right? But we've seen it before. Listen. Let these guys let these guys feel good about themselves here and feel like, okay, this is a place where I can do everything I want to do. Yeah. And I'm achieving a lot here. And they're really helping. Like, that's not going to hurt mm-hmm. your team. It's only going to help. Mm-hmm. So it's important. Yeah, I think it's important. And there's no way it's not on a very personal level important for Shea. That's what I'm saying. If it's important to him on a personal level, it's important. Like, here's the thing. Like, if the, if the season ended today... Shea would be all NBA. Great. You know, that's why, like, shutting him down would not be good. And I don't think the Thunder had any intention of doing that. I think this COVID thing is, like, bad luck because he was going to play this week. And then now it's like he's having to wait. And who who knows how long it'll be. But I do Which think. maybe also has given his body a chance to more fully recoup, too. The bad luck could be good. We just don't know. Ah, Chinese farmer. That's right. So I think it's important. I think it's important to him. Uh, next question from at ThunderGuy69. Presty said, when there are no more quote-unquote games of consequence left, they will shift to development. Will they keep competing until they're statistically out of the play-in picture? I, I I have no idea what to expect for this 20-game run. I think even if they play the guys they have, they're probably, just based on the trend of the last three months, is they're going to finish, best-case scenario, 8 out of 12. Yeah. Yeah, like the next five games are pretty important 
for this. Utah, Utah, Golden State. Phoenix, New Orleans. I mean, that's three winnable games in theory. The Pelicans just play the Thunder so well because of their length. And I don't yeah. know. Is Zion ever playing basketball again? I don't know, man. You know, but the Warriors, all of those teams, and this is the Suns at full strength with KD back, which or what's KD period, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> it's hard to say. And it all depends. If Shea comes back tonight, which doesn't seem likely, I mean, we just don't know. Well, maybe I, not. I don't know if it's unlikely maybe or so. unlikely. I have no idea. Then I think they have a chance to beat the Jazz, but I don't know. Just call this podcast, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This whole thing. I mean, it's been right. It hasn't been like, you've been correct to just say, I don't know all the time. But it's just funny. I don't know why it's funny. I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know. Just, could, that's our question. To ev- that's our answer to every Twitter question. Now. I, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. Next Twitter question. You, but these two games against Utah are pretty big. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Couldn't be. I don't know. I mean, if you're trying, if you want to get, if <laughs> you want to so get boring. in the, if you want to get in the play-in, they're extremely. Okay. Important. Let me do it. Let me do it a better way. They're extremely important, guys. These next two games are must-win games. Yes, thank you. There we go. If you want, the whole franchise (laughs) future hinges on whether or not they win the next two, because they're not going to beat the Warriors. They're not going to beat the Suns. They can beat the Warriors. No, they will not. Clay Thompson's going to score forty-five on Tuesday night. Every minute, forty-five minutes, and he's going to score forty-five points a minute. So. What I'm trying to tell you is if, if they don't win these next two games, they should look at trading the team, Dort, the whole team. Oh. And Sam Presti needs to watch out for his job. Get fired. Uh, Jay, I didn't realize how important these games against the Huge. Wow. I'm, until just huge. I'm being definitive. We just talked I'm about being terrible. forward. No, no, no. Listen, That's guys. Good. Listen, this was good. That is kind of the problem with this season is that it is like, honestly, whatever happens, like, that's, I know, yeah, that's cool. Totally. Now, next year, woo, it's going to be a problem. We're going to be, I, <laughs> I dude, I, I think that we are gearing up. Oh, you're so wrong, Andrew. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. This is what we've needed. <sighs> I mean, Giddy will still be like. I'm not worried about Giddy. You're going to have. You're gonna no, have, oh, we're not looking yeah, at no. his age anymore. Third year in the league, that's what matters. I don't care how old you are. Third year in the league, that's when you show what you got and you show consistency and you show improvement and you show how. what are you going to do for me? There is no question that the Thunder fan base will be disappointed that if if they don't get into the play-in or the playoffs. I mean, the play-in. I mean, I think think that makes sense. So here's the deal. This is next year... It will be the roster. It's the roster. I know they'll have tons of draft picks and all these different things, but this is it. Capital T, the roster. They will never have another player other than who's on the team next year. Yep, the roster. The rooster. Period. Unless they change Unless one they of their guys. Unless, Unless they happens. do something different. Unless we have to trade the whole team, like Jay said, because they yeah. lost to the Jets. Two options. Either this team is it forever, or none of them are on the team. Yeah. That's right. I'll be interested to see what happens. Playoffs. <laughs> we are putting so much hope in, I am putting so much hope in Chet Holmgren coming yeah. in. Which, talk about bad luck that might be good luck. Hmm? 
is could Chet having a year off coming in as that Blake Griffin, Ben Simmons second that, year rookie? Yeah, that's no question. That's already been accepted in my mind. He's going to come in and okay. be just phenomenal. He's going to be amazing. Hey, let me let me run. I've been floating this out there slowly, but I think Jalen Williams, J Dub, is the best rookie in Thunder history. Yeah, James Harden's rookie year was not this good. Who else do we have that was like really good rookies? Man, how was was Gary Russ's Payton? Wasn't. Well, that can't count. So like, we don't get KD's rookie year, right? <laughs> we don't Vlad- get KD's rookie. What did rookie Vladimir Radmanovich do? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what Detlef Shrimp did. Gosh, uh, no, it doesn't count. Sonic stuff doesn't count. So Russ, Thunder. Russ Harden. Okay, honestly, the three. So I looked at this. The th- well, then why are you setting us up to sound like stupid? I'm not People. trying to make you sound like stupid. <laughs> You're doing that on your own. <laughs> Why are you sitting those make us sound like stupid? Why? Why? <laughs> You're setting me up to sound like stupid. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. Oh. Okay. So the three other candidates, Harden was one of them, but I think he's easily like brushed aside. Nine points, three boards, 1.8 assists, 1.1 steals, yeah. 40% from the field his rookie season. Isn't that wild? Uh, yeah, I don't. for some reason I remember his rookie season being like that, though. Yeah. His Our, second year was better. But. Yeah. Uh, Josh Giddy is actually oh, right. on yeah. this list. Duh. He was... 12.5 points, 7.8 rebounds, 6.4 assists per game as a rookie. Yeah, he was really good. Like, the only other guys in, like, recent history to put up numbers like that, like, Ben Simmons was one, and then Luka. But Luka obviously scored more points. But, like, the point, like the rebounds and assists, like, nobody else yeah. has really done that. But he was 41% from the field, 26% from three. Did you pull up Poku's numbers? <laughs> Poku's rookie numbers. Wait, where is he on your he didn't, list? He and Cameron Payne didn't make the list, unfortunately. Steve? Um, Steven Adams? Statistic- he played a lot of, statistically, but he played a lot his rookie year. Yeah, like he and Serge are definitely like on the list of like really good Thunder rookies. But no, I think J-Dub. But like they don't make... And then like Russell Westbrook is like the real one, where you're like, okay. Because he was fif- basically 15-5-5. Mm-hmm. But he shot thirty nine percent from the field. Yeah, his rookie season, where J Dub is fifty percent from the field. So on the That's season, so he's fifty percent. Yeah. What are his? So, yeah. What what's his like full season stats? So let me pull those back up. Um, because the start of the year is going to bring him down a little bit based on yeah. So he's twelve point eight points per game. 4.2 rebounds, 3.1 assists, 1.3 steals, shooting 51% from the field, 33% from three. Yeah, so I test with him is doing him like uh, it's it's definitely the first two months of that rookie year that are bringing those stats down to that. Yeah, I think that's right. I can I can filter those out. Not that it matters. Go from like January one. Yeah. Oh, he's been. Incredible! I bet he's yeah. shooting close to forty percent from the three-point line in those in that span. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. I think you're January right. Y'all said it multiple times. I do think that as of right now, he's the best, second best player on the team. Yeah, 
I love what he does, man. What a absolute steal of a draft pick. Yeah. Could be bad luck, though. He turns 22 in a month. So he's a little, I mean, that's not even old, obviously, but I'm like, does that change anything? Since since January 1st, he's 14.5 points per game, 4.8 rebounds, 3.6 assists, two steals on 50, 36, 78 shooting splits. 36. That's a lot better. Yeah, I mean, he's, and that's a that's a long stretch of time. That's twenty six games. Yeah, that's enough of a mm-hmm. sample size to to assume that that's close to normal for him. Yeah, I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, to get that guy at twelve. Yeah, and it sounds but that's the sweet spot. It's it's unbelievable yet. Yet we predicted it. Yeah, you did predict it. It uh, but it it sounds like crazy to say that he's the best rookie in Thunder history. But then when you really look at it, it's like, to me, it's just really not a question mm-hmm. that he shot. I mean, he shot 50% from the field. Yeah. He's shooting over 70% in the restricted area. I know that we, okay, I know we talk about players being older and maybe you don't want to go after them, whatever. Yeah. But this type of player, the guy that leads his school, um, a small school, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, like this kind of player is always good. Rookie except for, year, except for Cameron Payne. Uh, well, how old was he? No, no, he didn't well, stay Candace. in college long enough. I'm talking about the guys that were there for like at the small school and just getting better and better, and then being the guy on that team for two, three years. That guy's always good. Yeah, he was there two years. Campaign was. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. At Murray State. Okay. Yeah, well, but J Dub is still. Like no, they're they're definitely not always good. There's a lot of no. They're always good. <laughs> the three I mentioned: Dame Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and Jada. Duarte. They're always good. So, the thing also <laughs> to remember though is that Jada is also only eight months older than Poku. Yeah, who we have this mm. image of being incredibly young. You know, he's younger than Trey Mann. He's younger than Isaiah Joe. Like, he's not an old rookie, yeah. like, as much as it feels like. He didn't come in the league at 22 or 23. Like, he's 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 yeah. just about to turn 22. He was a really young junior. And it still means mm-hmm. that he's got minimally 10 years of growth of of career left. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you're already seeing things. You're already seeing things from him, and, and everything you can tell from his attitude, his work ethic, all of those things, what you're seeing is this dude is going to be – a huge part of this Thunder team for the next decade. Yeah. As long as he wants to be. Yeah. Yeah, you look at his three-point shooting. November, he was 29%. December, 31%. January, 32%. February, 37%. And then in one game in March, he's 60% from three. I, I think that's the one I would rest on the most. That's It's the trajectory. The March numbers are the right numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it now is he's, March um third today yeah i think it's fair to say that i think it's fair to say that he's the best rookie mm-hmm. he's been phenomenal uh okay me love thundamo says since there doesn't seem to be a consensus order for picks past two does it make it more likely that the thunder are able to create a package to move up from eight to say five would we want them to do this i think it's all about who's there and who they want mm-hmm. i do think 
I've been saying this for a while. I think if the Thunder target somebody, if it is Jairus Walker or if it's, you know, one of the Thompson brothers or if it's whomever they get really bought into in the pre-draft process, they will do what is necessary to get that person within reason. They're not getting to one or two. Like nobody's giving up Scoot or Wimanyama, but mm-hmm. three through ten, I think if you get eight yeah. and there's somebody at six or somebody at five, I think packaging – in my mind, having the four picks in the 24 draft, move them. Mm-hmm. Move one or two of them if you need to get the guy you want. And part of that is because I think the timeline is here. That's what I was kind of alluding to earlier. But I think, yeah. like, get the guy you want that fills the roster out. I don't think you have – I mean, this is this is just draft theory, and I know you all are going to talk about this a little bit more. But at this point in the Thunder rebuild and – depending on where you get. So if you get the eighth pick, are you taking best available player or are you looking more positional need at that point? Best available player. Still? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even at eight? Yeah, heck yeah. Why so not? this, with the guy, the kid from France that... Rayon Rupert. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to get another 16-year-old to come in and... Yeah. Not play? I mean, he's... Six 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 seven. He's got a seven three wingspan. He's crazy. We've got that exact guy. Crazy defender. We just talked about him. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want more of those guys? Uh, can you have too many six seven guys that can defend and? Shoot? I just don't. Is he? Can he do those things, or are yeah. you just assuming he can do those things? I think. Yeah, I think he can do those things. Is he doing those things currently? Yeah. The I think the breakers are playing. They might be playing right now. Like, like literally like, right now. Yeah, and they're like really good. Well, let's check in. R.J. Hampton was a breaker. Yeah, but they stunk. <laughs> R.J. Hampton stinks. Usman was a breaker. Yeah, Usman is in the We G- don't know. In the G League. We don't know what he's going to do. Yep, we don't know. Okay, right now, the break uh, final. It's it's over now. Breakers won 95 to 87. Wow, great job, players. <clears throat> great job, players. Let's see how they did. Um... Yeah, Rupert's interesting. He's really interesting. You can listen to more analysis on him in the draft on Saturday Slam and Jam this week. What? With, with Sam Vecini. So check that out. Uh, at SGA uh, account, removing the Grady Dick bias. He played bias. 10 minutes. He had uh, two points, one assist, and <laughs> zero rebounds. He rocks. <laughs> Dang. Killed it, dude. Can't wait. That's the thing, though, with like... Oh, dude, don't. Don't. League. Don't you spin out in your justification. <laughs> this guy is garbage. I'm just saying that, like, Terrence Ferguson oh. wouldn't have played oh, okay. on that team. Well, and didn't play a lot yeah. that year. That, the league is, that league is really hard to evaluate, I think. Uh, removing the Grady Dick bias, who do you think is realistically at the top of Presti's draft board? I think it has to be Jairus Walker, Rayon Rupert, and Taylor Hendricks. But I'm curious to know what you guys think. Um, I'm kind of iffy on Jairus Walker. I think he's he's a good player, obviously. Who does he remind you and of? He fills a need. Every time you say Jairus Walker, I think KRS1 because it sounds like you're saying JRS. Oh, that's a good nickname, though. Yeah, JRS1. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. I don't know what it's also good, my initials. Really good defender. Whoa. The offensive stuff, I just don't. I can't just. I can't get on board with it. I can't get on board with the shot. I can't get on board with 
him as like a ball handler. He's a pretty good passer just from like standstill. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not big. I'm not big on him. I, I, have, I would have a hard time believing that he'd be at the top of Pressy's draft board. Um, then you talk, I mean, I think Rupert like makes a ton of sense as a Thunder guy. One, he's like a mystery man. Two, he's got incredible length and size for his position. And he is a dogged defender, a great worker, all that stuff. Like he's, he checks like all the Thunder boxes. You can also just tell based on the Twitter questions we've gotten <laughs> is that people have shifted. <laughs> fans have shifted. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean Anthony Black, I think has to be on the list too. Six seven guard can play multiple positions. Your favorite guy, my guy. So apparently, how apparently a great kid. So looking at Tankathon, mm-hmm. they have Anthony Black at what thirteen? Yeah. <clears throat> Where would you like? How high as you go forward on the draft? Mm-hmm. Like, who would you take him over? That's above him on this list. Yeah, a bunch of guys: Sensabaugh, Casey Wallace, Cam Whitmore. I would take him probably as high as like eight or nine. Okay. Probably. I don't know what to do with the Thompson twins. I have no idea. I've watched a couple of these. You keep getting confused. These OTE games are just so weird. And we talk about that. We talk about them on Slam and Jam too. So it's there's no that's the thing after two. There's no sure thing. Mm-hmm. And but there's a lot of there's a ton of talent. And that's where you want to be though, man. This is the draft that if you could have four picks would be real tight. Yeah, I mean, I think Sam is going to get the guy he wants just because no the Brandon Miller stuff makes it complicated for sure. And we just don't really know what to do with that yet. But Taylor Hendricks doesn't isn't like a guy that you want handling the ball, which makes me think that he wouldn't be a Thunder guy because he's not like a great decision maker. Same with Jarris. That's why I just wouldn't necessarily have them on like the Thunder list. Maybe they are. I have no idea. Uh, I am Kev Kev Bot. What would it cost in a trade to have Al Baby Cakes to return to OKC full time? How many first? Hmm. Four. Four first. I think you'd have to... You'd have to leverage your entire 2024 draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'd have to put, like, a the best Thai restaurant, like, under where he lives. Yeah. So he can get... Is that, that what he has right now? I think so. I think it's, like, across the street or something. I don't know. It seems like he, he walks somewhere where he could... The other day, he said he wanted to go get Oreos. No, no. That was on the Discord. He was trying to finish. And he was just going to walk somewhere and get Oreos. Yeah. So I wow. guess there's something very close to where he lives. So well, I think you. That's have how to have a that. vast majority of cities are. Yeah. Is Not, that just weird for us? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I would never just leave the house to go get Oreos. It's not that. You also simple. wouldn't. You wouldn't walk somewhere. No. You could. Well, you definitely. have where your house is. There's a Walgreens. Walmart neighborhood market that is a easy walk. But yeah. You're never gonna do uh, that. Why would I do that? He'll never do that. Why would I do that? Dude, I saw the other day. There's a new Oreo, mm-hmm. the most Oreo Oreo. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. No. It's basically an Oreo, mm-hmm. but on the inside, it's like a cookies and cream cream. <laughs> oh, I have seen this. Yes. Yeah. What Would it just taste exactly the same? Probably. Would it just taste like a, an Oreo? Tastes more Oreo. <laughs> it would just taste the same. Yeah. It's a good okay. idea, though. It's good marketing. Um <laughs> 
at S2504. What do we do with all these broken pieces? All right, listen. Crunch them all up, put them in the cream, and then put that cream in more Oreos. Hey, that's what Oreo does. They just, they're just like, we'll try anything. And you know what? <laughs> they rarely miss. Have you ever had a bad Oreo? The pumpkin one, I'm, I was like, Ugh. I just don't like pumpkin stuff, though. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's that, good. Yeah, that's a, that's a gross one. What about double stuff? It's great. What about thin? Great. Better. Even better. You just like the cookie to cream ratio. It's way better. I, actually, yeah. we did a, we picked up from Walmart. You know, you can like order the food and then pick it up. Yeah. The groceries. I'm aware. They accidentally <laughs> put in the normal. <laughs> Is this new? He's like, it's new to-, to me, so I'm like excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I don't have to go wait until 9 p.m. to go you grocery Listen, you don't shopping. have to explain it to me like I dumb. <laughs> right. Like you like dumb. Like, like I like you, dumb. I like dumb. Like I, yeah, okay. <laughs> I uh, like stupid. At, at, at S2504-0087. That's a great Twitter handle. Um, would you lock in the seventh seed in the reverse order now? Or would you rather play the rest of the year out? Yeah, lock it in. Lock in seven. All right, let's do. Let's lock in seven. Let's sim the lottery right now. Here we go. They moved up to number. <laughs> See, you're welcome. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> what a oh! I don't want to get back to the place where every night and morning I'm waking oh my up and gosh. re-simming the lottery. That is really funny. Yeah, we just did a sim on Tankathon and, and got number one. So there it is. Uh, top three. Thunder, Pelicans swap with the Lakers, and then the Rockets get the third pick. Pistons Which the dropped Lakers? A, oh my gosh! Pistons dropped at five. Man, now New Orleans gets Scoot Henderson. Wow! And the yeah. Thunder get Victor Wembanyama and Chet. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, let's see. Um, at Paul Bright, 21. You mentioned that the Thunder don't really have any trash minutes players. With the injuries coming recently, if the Thunder decide to tank going forward, who would be our tank train conductors? I mean, I think it's probably Poku. I think it's probably Usman Jang. Yeah. Just give those guys both, not just the minutes, but give them the usage. Give them some possessions. Yep. And let him let him just try to do something, but point Jang because you also got Olivier Saar, but he's such a nominal player, and he's not even getting minutes on the Thunder. Yeah, I don't think he's even suiting up it's yet. Kind of whatever. Jared yeah. Butler is the other guy now. Yeah, and so you go point Butler. See what happens. Yeah, I don't know. That would be like the shift to development mode. Yeah, just like hey, let's just give Usman Jang, and I th- I think that's going to happen no matter what. I think he should. I mean, why not? Like, if you are not, I mean, is the play in worth the potential development or lack thereof of Usman Jang? Like, I don't know. Is it going to yeah. hurt or help? It's not going to help, but is it going to hurt that much to where it's going to put whatever goals you've set at risk? Right? If your goal is Shea getting all NBA and competing and yeah you know most games then i think played i'm actually shocked they're not playing them already yeah i i think that will happen soon would be my guess i think that like you watch them against the lakers i'm like what would it hurt to have jang out there yeah it would they would have definitely lost the game too right (laughs) (laughs) oh man 
uh, Penny Skillern in the chat says, Andrew, would you trade Giddy for Suggs straight up right now? How are you feeling about that draft pick now? Uh, I would not. Jalen Suggs is not good. Not a good pro. I know, it's a shocker. But it's also, man, it's just a reminder of the draft, man. I love the draft so much, and it feels like with the Thunders, I think the Terrence Mann, nope, Trey Mann Trey pick. Man. Yeah. Is one that in hindsight you're going to be like, I don't know. And I don't know. I, I don't have the margin in my mind to think about who was around him. What was he, 17 in that draft? Well, they just basically wouldn't have made the trade. And you could, if you could go back, you would get Trey Murphy. Okay. Well, that would be something. That would be really something. Yeah. But I think he's the one. But we've seen Sam, it feels like, you know, and, and Jing is obviously the only other one that we're like, I don't know what his future looks like, but he's, I think, 14 years old. And so, but yeah. with J-Dub, Giddy, Chet, even JRE and Wiggins, you've just seen such success. It's easy to forget that there's also inevitably going to be somebody that doesn't materialize in the way that you hope that they do. Like as much as Jeff Green's carved out a really good career, and it's probably unfair for us to even say this, but what was he five in that draft? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not the return you're hoping to get out of the fifth draft pick. Yeah, no question. You know, like to where you're trading within four years for Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, you. The good thing about this Thunder team is that they have enough talent, especially with J Dub, that you feel good about like the core moving forward being Shea, J Dub, Chet, Giddy, J Will. Like you feel really, <laughs> you feel really good about that group. Yeah, and if you can just add pieces that kind of complement that group, you feel good about their trajectory either way. You don't feel so. You don't feel like they're still in search. Now they're not going to turn down the guy, but they're not in search of their generational guy as much as they're now just who do who can we get? Yeah, no, I think that they've got. I mean, I, I, I do w- think Shea is. I would feel guy. comfortable with Shea. I'd honestly feel comfortable with Shea and J-Dub as like, these are our guys. But I think you have more than that with Chet. You yeah. possibly... In, he's such in, an unknown. We still yeah. don't know what Giddy is going to be either. And I think he's obviously going to be a big contributor to this team. Yeah. But like, I feel good about those. I feel really good about those two. The only, and, you have, and you also have more. All it starts making me think of, though, and I know... McKelly has mentioned this a few times in the text thread is like at some point you're going to start having salary cap casualties. Yeah, you will. Cause if you're going to have what looks like obviously Shay's a max guy. Yeah. I don't know what Giddy's going to command whenever it's time for him to get extended. You don't know what J dub, but like looking at the trajectory, if J dub is the best rookie that the thunder have ever had, J dub could be a max guy. I feel less confident about Giddy being that. I think they could get him on a decent deal. Which means you're still going to – the same thing that the Thunder have always had. Like, you're going to have to have somebody that takes less than Max in order to keep this team together in the way that they could be. I think Giddy will have to take less than Max. Now, we're four years away from that, mostly, where it's going to really become a problem. Chet, if if he's anything close to what he thinks it's going to be, will be a rookie Max guy, too. But it also makes you wonder, like, that'll be the biggest tell – for me on what changes as far as Sam and the ownerships. Yeah. What did they learn from the 2012 run? Yeah. That says, Hey, we're going to, we're going to spend the money and maybe the CBA changes to where it's not, or the salary cap jumps to the point to where, cause that's the thing is in hindsight, like you maybe spend one year with Harden in the salary, mm-hmm. you know, the, 
over the salary cap, but eventually the money changes enough to where that contract seems smaller. And it has always done that. So yeah. I'm wondering how much Sam and the ownership are going to be like, hey, let's just pay the guys. And if we find ourselves in this like salary hell, then we can just dump off a contract at that point. Because yeah. I don't think any of those guys are going to be contracts that you can't move if you need to. Yeah. This isn't the Albatross John Wall contract, you know? Right. Well, and they're, and they've been planning for this. Like every year that they haven't made the playoffs, they've made money just tons of money so this is like this is part of the plan yep it's and it's kind of what they tried to do last time but it was uh, there was just bad luck in a few yeah. of those moments and it's these are good problems to have you know yeah like, to these have are, multiple guys that are going to command or how can we pay all of our yeah. good players yep. it's like great awesome yep like, f- figure it out you know it's just, I think for a Thunder fan, it's natural for us to feel a little bit nervous about it because last time we were in this exact same position, you know, whether the Harden trade was right or wrong, I think if the return was different, obviously I think the whole conversation's is different. But yeah, it was wrong. Yeah, it, you know what I'm saying? Like if, yeah. because I think there was going to be, you know, because there are, but as well, do you keep Surge? Do you keep Harden? I, I don't think it was as easy as that. I think Harden wanted to go and be the guy somewhere else. I think that's always been a yeah, part of it. But yeah. yeah. In the end, is you just play it out, pay the money, and figure it out. Yeah. Because you move Harden a year later, and the package is going to be totally different. You know? I, I think what helps Thunder fans not have too much regret is like looking at the way that things have turned out with those three. It's just like knowing, like, oh my gosh, they were never going to be like the dynasty that everyone thought they might be. Like, that was never going to nope. happen. Nope. Yeah. Um, the personalities making their way out the way they did. And also, like, the what if is what always stains that era of mm-hmm. thunder, but it's like, man, we also had an incredible run of success. Like hearing y'all talk about the fact that Russ made four Western Conference Finals, right? Those squads. Yeah, just imagine this team getting to the Western Conference Finals. It would feel like we won the title, you know? Yep. Especially after, and that's the thing. It's like we didn't really know like the NBA when they were making yep. all those runs. Yep. Because you look at the way that those Westbrook, Paul George teams played out where they flame out in round one, you're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. Welcome to the league. Okay, yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how it felt. Um, all right, Jay. Are you miffed and are you peeved? Miffed. 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 Miffed and peeved. You know, I'm not – I have such bad memory of, like, there's probably things I've been miffed and peeved about in yeah. this past week, but not that I remember. Yeah. Can I be miffed and peeved about socks? Yeah, you can be miffed about whatever you want. This is a safe space. So, I have maybe overly sweaty feet. Okay. Just right. I'm gonna throw it out there. All right. I have fallen in love with smart wool Oh. Socks. Oh, I'm a no. I'm a Smart no show. Wool. I'm a no show sock guy. Okay. Like I don't want. I want them below my ankles. And so, but Smart Wool socks are expensive. You're looking at eighteen to twenty bucks a pair of socks. Wow. But for me, I have sweaty feet. Yeah. So I went on Amazon mm-hmm. and I tried to get. Did you know what dupes are? D u p e. No. So dupe. So supposedly they are like if you can search something and say dupe, it'll give you the off-brand or like these pants are dupe. Lululemon. Are good? Yeah. I don't know if they're as good as Lululemon. I'm not ever going to spend that much money on a pair of Lululemon uh, joggers. But so I looked up dupe smart wool socks. Yeah. And I got these socks off Amazon. Uh, you got duped. 
It's exactly what it is. Yeah. There's a reason it's not Marvel. Yeah. They suck. Yeah. You got duped. Yeah. You got big time duped. I'm a little miffed and peeved about it. Wow. And, you know, once you wear them, like, I'm not going to throw them back in a bag and send them back to Amazon. Yeah. So, I'm a little miffed and peeved. Like, I'm wearing them right now, and I'm just mad. Yeah. Uh, I'm miffed. I've got I've got this like water spot in my yard, and I've been trying to oh, take e- care of it. It's an eternal water spot. It's terrible. I bought so I bought this gas powered water pump, and I've been just trying to pump the water, and it just won't stop. It just keeps it just fills all the way back up. Even worse, every time that I pump the water out, and I don't know what to do about it. And I'm pretty miffed about it because I'll just go out. I'll go out there for like a couple hours every day and just kind of mess around with it. And I just get so muddy and so disgusting. <laughs> and I'm just cover, I'm covered in mud. I'm trying to get this water spot taken care of. I don't know where the water's coming from. What if you went the opposite direction and just just started digging a big old hole? Yeah, I I'd be very afraid of that. <laughs> just have a pool now. I have a mud pool. But it's it's three feet by three feet. Yeah. That's terrible. If anybody knows how to help me, help me. We've done this two years ago or something. like. You've been dealing with this for a while. For a, Yeah, since we've moved into the house, basically. This stupid spot. And it's pretty an inconsequential part of the yard. Like yeah. It's like, kind of like whatever. Just like stay away from it. What if you but built a small, like to fix it. a small hill upon it? It's, it's <sighs> groundwater. Yeah. It's not of, like water's running to it. It's yeah. groundwater that's welling up from. That's what I think it like is. Like a bubble and brew. That's what I think it is, but it just fills all the way back up. I don't know. I'm very annoyed by it, and I don't know what to do. Uh, okay, thanks so much for listening to our show. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday.